Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let's, let's talk wrestling before we talk world. So, first of all, uh, E, I noticed you got a lot of hardware these days. Yeah, you know, I think you set off a chain reaction to my grand plan of kind of a, I don't know, a new school Alexander the Great running through wrestling, you know, conquering territories. I mean, I'll be fair, you were Persia. You were the big one. The yeah. Biggest one. And now I'm yeah. just accumulating little prizes on the side. Yeah, but um, I. I couldn't be happier for you. I noticed that the uh, people are showing up in droves to see you guys. And um, well, that means something, you know. And uh, it's it's funny. The I, I watched one of the interviews. It's funny how they won't let me go. The wrestling trolls need to be gone so bad, but they still can't stop talking about me. But um, <laughs> it kind of reminds you of something I got going on. Yeah, so right. The other day, uh, yeah, Aaron texted me about somebody that, uh, you know, filmed me people urinating in my home bathroom. I didn't understand why, because I thought that was out of the news cycle. I just looked at my you know, social media, and I'm like, what is this? They just can't stop talking about, about it. It's whatever. Yeah, well, you know what? I think uh, it was a pretty good um, match in general. Um, you don't get a lot of DDTs to the floor uh, from the apron. But um, I think the biggest thing is that... Um, what I've noticed is every time uh, someone in the NWA particularly g- starts to g- get over, and you're already over, but I'm saying like on the world stage where like people are paying attention on all four corners, yeah. the first thing they want to ask you is not how happy you are at the NWA or how exciting things are at the NWA, is will you go back to the WWE? That seems to be the question. It's like right. – you know, like that seems to be the only the only thing. It's not like, hey, you're uh, in a small market that's growing. You got TV deals, reality TV deals. You guys are booking all over the country. What's that feel like? Like that should be the question, not like, hey, would you ever come back to the WWE? The whole point of me being here is not to have to go back to the WWE. Not that a return is ever wrong. I'm not one of those. I don't. Hey. Your your first firing sucks. Your second one's awkward. Your third, you're used to it. So, <clears throat> if if that's your fate, then so be it. But I, I just always bothers me. And, and chime in, fellas, is like they can never. They always want to get the got you question instead of actually doing the fucking interview. Like, well, how do you feel? Because- like you came off some major injuries. You. You you kind of floated around and then you're here you know, and you capture the championship and you've got everybody and their mom coming at you with like the the story is the story of EC three new reformed uh, has oututdone the EC three from Impact who is literally 
has more bastard sons in wrestling today than any other character. I don't think you EC Ethan Carter the third nephew of Dixie Carter has been reinvented about twenty times, and most successfully at AEW. But it's the that character that everyone wants to be a part of. And instead of trying, you didn't double down on it. You said, "Okay, fellas, you can have that." I'm going. I'm going medieval on your ass. I'm going all the way back to Roman times, and most guys would say it, that wouldn't work. And and it's working at a high level, and you should feel good about that. And again, that's the interview. You shouldn't even about Tyrus. Tyrus is gone. You're here now. You've had what six, seven tile defenses since I've since you beat me. Yeah, I mean within the NWA, and then you know, fortunately, I I don't have a sweet, awesome you know deal with Fox News. So on the weekends, I could take this title and represent the brand. Right. Give up a couple of the shot, you know, on a local scale. So I, I think I've accumulated about 25 title defenses. Yeah. Since our epic clash. And holy shit, it's, it's burning me out. But it's the, it's the best honor you can have, you know. Well, yeah. And, since, and you're the guy who will give anybody a shot. Almost, yeah. Yeah. And, and it kind of. Like yeah, like you and Trevor paved the way. I just have to keep it. Well, and that's I, I'm glad you mentioned that name because, you know, Trevor never got his rematch. I'd just like to put that out there. <laughs> you know, it was a triple threat. Tre- Trevor lost the title to me, yes, but in a triple threat. So uh, their argument could have been made that he should have got the immediate rematch, but then politics got involved and, and uh, he ended up getting into some stuff with uh, Aaron and his crew. But I kind of feel like that, should be addressed to by the NWA I, governing body. I know you're in a tag team point, now, but I, well, I still at, think. The, the, at one point, I totally agree with you. I, I, you're 100%. I'm going to be absolutely honest with you. You guys know the weight of being a world champion <laughs> and leading a whole company. Um, it, it's a heavy burden. And I'll be absolutely honest with you, Tyrus. When you beat me, I I got you once, but I didn't have enough to get you twice. And I just didn't think that I was the right guy for that job. So were a lot of guys in that position. Right, ego first. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, in my opinion, it's all about the company. And if I'm if I'm a real world champion. I got to focus on what's best for the company. Right. And you were bigger, stronger, faster, meaner, tougher, and wanted it more than me. And plain and simple, bro, I I decided to put my interest towards something else because that's where I knew I'd be more successful. That's smart. So I I, I, I don't know if I agree with you, but that's okay. Because um, <laughs> like what Aaron did, Aaron Aaron tucked and hide from the ring and put on a manager's license, so you know he can you know still be a part of it, but I, I, you're not one of those guys. I just, I think the EC3 Trevor match would be... Not everyone can transition like I can. <laughs> I am multifaceted. Yes. I cover the full spectrum. Yes. And you know what? I'm a trailblazer. You are definitely in the spectrum. That's right. Thank you. And I, uh, I am a trailblazer. And that's it. Well, that would explain the record. <laughs> hey, you know what? It's not about the past. It's about the future. It's where we're going. That's right. Well, how long? Uh, speaking of reigning champions, 
your uh, blunt force trauma. Uh, how they've been uh, fighting champs for a minute. Yes, they have. You know what? That's uh, again any anything I do, I go all in. Uh, they they have the talent, they have all the ability, and 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 truly, like it's uh, it's interesting to to see people develop. Where you know one of uh, one of the guys is a veteran, the other guy is a newer guy, and um, you know I, I think that's the way the business used to be, and it's what works, and that's where I wish more people could see that. Yeah. Um, to where, like, especially with uh, Carnage, as his name is, um, within a year, he has come leaps and bounds. And I don't think he, you know, he even said, like, he's never made that much progress. Because when you're in there with a veteran and people and, and you're approaching this from a different way and you're training with live rounds, as we say, right? Like, it's, it's like combat experience. Right. There's nothing that can ever duplicate combat experience in the military. And wrestling's kind of the same way. You got to so, You got to get dirty. Yeah, yeah, and and I think a lot of people now, um, to where you know, again, like coming into business, they're they're given titles, they're given all this stuff, and they don't know, they don't know how to handle it, right? They like, haven't they don't worked have for respect. it. Yeah, they like, ha- they haven't lost anything. They hadn't had. I, Aaron, I'm sorry to jump in, but they haven't had to sacrifice anything to know how important those little leaps and bounds are. Amen. They're just they're just given. Well, That's it. Yeah, was it Mr. Wonderful said you don't know shit in this business till you've wrestled a hundred live matches. He says yeah. that's when you figure it out, and I, I think that's probably the realest advice out there. The problem is, is that the bookers and stuff don't believe those lines. They're like, you learn trial by fire on TV, <clears throat> and and the product suffers. Yeah, and then you got to get in everything you can in that six minutes. So you can't even process it. Um, I just wa- I was flipping through the channels last night, and I saw Hangman Page and um, the mass brother from uh, Mexico. I always forget his name. Uh, oh, Pente, whatever. Um, yeah, Pente. 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 Bro, that match, they were giving each other, they were trading super kicks like a punch. And I was just like, Shawn Michaels beat Sid Vicious, The Undertaker. Bret Hart, Vader, Vader, Yokozuna. He beat all those guys with super kicks. And now it's the opening spot. And everyone is uh, Japanese strong, which means that no one is Japanese strong. So, again, great athletes. And I was I was kind of hoping I was going to get a story, you know, and it just I was just waiting for it. And it was moves after moves and – Counter move, counter move, counter move. One point, it was a uh, basically a destroyer on the apron, but he had to get to the next spot so he didn't sell it because the other guy had to jump over and do EC3's favorite thing and dive. Now I'm not criticizing these guys. I'm just my my question would be, with all the stuff that went through there and the physical danger you're putting yourself in to to do this, and it's the first match of the night, and then we saw the same thing all night, so. But then you get uh, Warlow and Trent Beretta together, and Trent's telling the story. And it was in, in, yeah, but Trent is Trent is special. But he can yeah. he can do every move in the world, but he always has psychology in everything that he does. And I, when I was working with him, uh, I was lucky to work with him when I was just coming uh, doing house shows and stuff. And the dude's got so much in his bag; it's it's incredible. Plus, he's entertaining as hell. Like they're not. 
you know, they should be doing more with him, I think. But I think they have more numbers than they know what to do with. But the point is, is that these guys do so many great things, but you just don't have time to enjoy it. You can't say, you can't even say, hey, you can't even text your buddy like, yo, did you see that move? Because by the time he gets the text, there's four more. Well, everybody's doing pay-per-view style matches at TV. I think we would be able to accept a match like Hangman and Penna if we would have had a story of their six, seven matches and they built up to a match like that. But when you kick off the show and they don't have any real big story behind them, it's it's a throwaway. And yeah. you can't stand out if everybody else is doing the same high-flying, the same shit you're doing. Like, it, it, it becomes just one big blur. And promoters don't quite understand that that's a big problem in pro wrestling. Yeah, and that's why guys yeah. like Moxley are so valuable because they have psychology in their work. They just don't do yeah. things to do things. You yeah, can't. and you know what? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Tyler. No, that's it. That's all I'm saying. To go back to what you said about Mr. Wonderful, right? Now, when he said that, that was 100 matches against guys that were awesome at their craft. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Nowadays, no. I mean, like, here's – and I'm not trying to sound whatever, but, like, this is where I get mostly frustrated with the current product of wrestling today. Um, I had the opportunity – and uh, it was 2021 to take over the book for a, a guy who had a TV show out in California. He was on TV for 15 years. And he was kind of like the guy that you go to work for is a guy named Dave Marquez. Yeah. Um, so he, you know, part of my condition was like, I don't need any other cooks. Like, let me steer the ship. So what we did, we built characters, we built storylines. Um, this was right out of the pandemic. So we, we had a group called SoCal distancing. It was like a mock on social distancing. And uh, it was fun, but at the same time, I let the talent, you know, do what they do, right? It made sense. Well, by the end of the year, they won an award for the first time. It was the SoCal promotion of the year. Their TV ratings were never higher. And it was all because we took time to tell a story. And I equated it to, you know, what you said, Tyrus and Trevor, too. Like, if you're going to sit down and eat a steak, right, and you have the best steak you can, right, whatever steakhouse you like, are you going to sit there and say, hey, I need to eat this thing as fast as I possibly can and get out? No. You're going to have an appetizer if you drink a glass of wine or beer or a Cosmopolitan, Tyrus. Um, you know, you'll you'll enjoy it. Right? And that, I'm going to let you finish your sentence, but that ain't going to let slide. But you go ahead. You go ahead. You done fucked up now, but go ahead. You think I'm going to let that go? You try to accuse me. Yeah, he tried to. Will you stop, you fountain of misinformation? You try to you try to subliminally put in front of my friends that I drink cosmopolitan over my dead body. Would you catch me with a cosmopolitan in my hand? Oh my god, I never said that. What do you mean? I just said you will you stop? Oh, I've got the image in my head. Yeah, will you stop? I couldn't even fit the fancy glass in my hand. Next thing you know, I'll have a next thing I and I drink my cosmopolitan. Cosmopolitan with an extender cigarette holder, too, while I'm at it, right? Tiki's up, boys. Tiki's yeah. Up. Color me black and white. I'm going to steal What's-Her-Name's gimmick. Uh, <laughs> I know. Jeez. What's-Her-Name. Yeah, that's what it needs to stay. 
But go ahead with your bullshit story. <laughs> no, but that, that, that's all I was saying. Where yeah. you need to be able to digest, right, what you're doing. Yeah. And like it's it's like again eating a steak, or even watching a movie, right? If um, and I may have said this on here before, if we watched all the action scenes of Iron Man and we didn't have the story in between, what good is the movie? Yeah. Right. We need to invest in the characters, and that, that's just it, it's my biggest critique. And. uh I'll shut up now. No, you. Some of it's got to be on the. Is it better to give guys eleven minutes or to give two matches six minutes? It, it, it depends on the story. That's where, like, you've got to know what you're leading to. There's going to be times that we're going to be in matches that probably don't mean anything that we can create a story and to continue on a bigger story. But we just got to know that. Like that comes down to, in my opinion, booking going hey this is the direction we're going we can't i, I want to extend the storyline so you're going to have this throw you know throwaway match and you're going to you're going to beat so and so up but at the end of it you're going to talk about aaron that at the very least the bookers know that the story's still continuing in that direction every time you step out there but if you talk about let's just say talk about wanting to fight somebody and then in four weeks later you're talking about wanting to fight somebody else there's yeah. no substance to it. It goes back to what Aaron said. Like, there's no substance to it. And you got, well, speaking of no substance, hold it right there. We'll be back in a bit. Listen to the all new Brett Bear podcast featuring Common Ground, in depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his all star panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. So let's switch gears here for a minute. So, uh, Academy Awards is coming up. <laughs> and the whole Twitter world or X world or whatever the hell is so upset because Barbie didn't get best actress and the other lady didn't get best supporting actress. And they're just crying and complaining and attacking Ken for getting <laughs> nominated for best supporting actor. So I guess my question is to you fellas is like, if you expect to you make a movie and you expect to be acknowledged by the woke and given all these awards, even though the the point of the movie is a toy and yeah. we've seen with, let's say, uh, Iron Man, for example, they didn't get any Academy Awards and they were Jurassic Park, uh, just about all the Marvel Universe. I think the Joker in the Dark Knight is the only one to this point to get nominated and win an award. I could be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. But generally, when you do comic book toy stuff, you don't get the awards. So why and and why is this such a crime? I don't I don't get it. You still got nominated for stuff that in itself. You made a lot of money with the film, but they didn't. It's off performance, and I didn't see the movie. I took uh, my daughters to see it. I fell asleep. It wasn't my thing. Not talking. It's just not my thing, but my kids wanted to see it, and they loved it. So, um, Well, what are the, the standards for, like, those nominations? That's where I would— Yeah, we have no idea because they—here's the thing. They have been doing the—put the, uh, them in there because— like we got to have a black director and we got to have an Asian director and we got to have an Asian actor instead of saying we just have to who did the best. 
Right. Because that's what the Academy Awards is about. It's not, it's not, but it, all the awards are ruined now. They don't mean anything. It's just who pays the most. Uh, I found that out about Emmys. I thought you got nominated for an Emmy based off hard work and numbers. No, no, you got to pay them. And if you don't pay them, you don't get, oh, hell no. No, 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 no. Lay, lay that out. Let's, let's, let's let our listeners. Yeah. So if you want to be on, if you want an Emmy, you got to pay. You got to, you got to, you got to submit yourself and pay the fee. Like the mob. Like you got to, you got to pay to play basically. So even though, like they had the Emmy for the number one late night comedy show. Well, we all know who the number one late night comedy show is. We're not on the thing. And instead of giving it to number two, which at the time I think was Colbert and like Kimmel's three, I think, and follows fourth and uh, Oliver from HBO, whose numbers are abysmal. He won it because he, instead of giving it to the runner up, they gave it to the lowest rated show to me. I took that as a personal victory as I, as the Gutfeld show, which I'm the anchor of, made the Emmy for best late night comedy show a participation award because exactly nobody, nobody wanted to have that Emmy because they know damn right well that they are not the best. They hate it. They got a 35 million TV lead every night when we start, and yet we we beat beat them like they stole something. So... I was shocked by that because I didn't know these things, you know, and I was like, so you have to pay. And they're like, yeah, you have to, you have to submit yourself. And um, there's usually a fee involved. And I was like, wow. So it's not just a set fee or is it like, you know what? I didn't. once I heard that, I just moved on from it. You know, if someone with free time on their hands, like Aaron, who's ironically uh, was part of a scene that won an Emmy. And um, uh, my first, uh, I didn't have to cut a check for it either. No, you didn't. Because if you did, they'd still be waiting. And uh, when I was on Glow, we were nominated uh, for the SAG Award. Uh, Just being nominated for it was pretty cool. But um, it's just it it defeats the purpose. So when I hear this outrage about we didn't get picked and they didn't give it to us, were they just supposed to hand it to you? Was that the deal? Because you made a movie about a toy, and not everyone is going to think of that as amazing acting. So you didn't get picked, but instead of being happy with what you did get, you get an opportunity for Best Picture. You got you got supporting actor. I think they got eight nominations or whatever, and they still are crying it's not fair. So what is fair to them? Because every Marvel movie that's been out, didn't get nominated, even though they did crazy money at the box office. But yet, somehow, you know, you're saying Christian Bale shouldn't have been nominated for Batman? Are you crazy? Oh, yeah, he should have. He's the best. So, it's just, it blows my, but he's not crying. This is why the woke bug me so much, is... They only want to participate if they win. And when they don't get their way, oh, it's so misogynistic. It's so wrong. You have literally ran off every male possible at these award shows. They go after everyone. You just try to destroy a comedian at the Emmys because he didn't he didn't he made a joke about Taylor Swift. Like you just it's just non like they don't get their way. It's just hilarious to me. And I enjoy it. I think if uh, they didn't get it, instead of so when they go up there, they're going to protest. 
because it's misogynistic, you know, because if a, it just makes me laugh, this equity hire entitlement that, oh, we made this movie and you, you broke records. Everybody came out to see Barbie because it's Barbie. Well, Barbie yeah, is a, a, a household name. It is the toy. It's a generational toy. Any movie with the Barbie seal on it is going to do really well. Even if it's a bomb, it's still people are going to go see it first. Mm-hmm. Well, well, that that's like being mad that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles didn't get an Emmy, right? But all the prosthetics <laughs> and graphics. No, I'm saying. Hey. <laughs> yeah. No, I was a big fan. I watched that movie, and it's you know when it first. Why? Came out, why uh, didn't Kevin Nash get best supporting for Shredder? <laughs> for sure, Shredder. Yeah. yeah, I believe that he was a giant Asian ninja, so he should <laughs> he should be recognized uh, for that. I, I'm just, you know, I think. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say it's all a work, brother. It's all a work. No, it is, and, and I think now what you're seeing, in uh, and, and this is in the last five years where I have said it before, right? Not only are right, there's the war on objectivity, but there is also the sense of like this, this individualism, which is, Oh, I have a right to complain because whatever is going on doesn't fit my personal narrative. And also like, I, I think the, the Academy itself, right. And, and entertainment in general, you're seeing cultural relativism Trump performance in anything, right? Like, look at the aviation industry. I, I caught you on the show last night. Um, yeah, these are people's lives when you're in airplanes, right? And the same thing here. Like, when the, just because a movie is, you know, leaning towards a particular narrative, or and whether it is feminism or, or really anything, does not necessarily mean it is like a, a candidate for every single award. And, and this is just, it's, it, it, disturbing but i also think there are a lot more people that are starting to become hip to this where uh, more and more people start to say enough oh yeah it's that's everywhere yeah, I, believe shifting. I think culture shifting because you know people like tyrus guts what they're doing and they're putting comedy to reality and things of that nature a lot of people are turning their back on the wokeism it's just that it constantly gets attention because it's so frustrating it's so easy to talk about and pick apart yeah, I mean, I could make an argument. Beast in the water. Why didn't EC and I get best supporting? My my death scenes was, um, you know, and E's betrayal. I still have nightmares about him betraying me, shooting that mouthy guy in the head like that. If we could have got a Razzie, <laughs> that would have been great. If we could have got a, you know, anything. We would. If South Park would have made fun of us, I'd have been. I'd have been. I'd have wore it like a badge of honor. There's a bad like a YouTube guy that reviews bad movies and just shreds us apart. I'd be all about it. Why yeah. not us? Hey, thanks for watching, bro. That's right. You know, I, I just you. Everyone can make an argument. You know, and that's a, and that's what bothers me. It's never like focusing on what you did. You got you got a bar, a movie about a doll, eight Academy Award nominations. Everyone should be pleased. You know, and then and then the man who played, I guess he played Ken, and I'm assuming he played a big dummy and was extremely entertaining, did such a great job that he got nominated. But instead, although yeah, like, oh, he only got nominated because he's a man. With the Oscars of today, are we sure 
He already had a strike against him. Well, he had two. He was uh, a straight white man playing in a role. So I'm surprised he wasn't booed out of the building. So the but fact- to be fair, to be fair, I've seen Ken naked, and he has no penis. So yes. Again, yes, that is true. He fits a he fits a minority. Is that what you're saying? No, he's the he's the the invisible majority, as I like to call him. They claim they're everywhere. I just can't see him. But then again, I ain't invisible looking for them. Majority. I ain't looking for him either. <laughs> I like that invisible majority. Yep, because that's what seems to run the country right now, or at least public opinion. You're listening to the Three Wise Men, and we'll be right back after this. All right, and uh, all right, let me throw this at you guys. So all the conspiracy, you know, because wrestling gets accused of being fake all the time. Uh, and I'm like, try it. Now the NFL is fake. So, and they tip their hats off because apparently they put the colors of the teams in the Super Bowl in the Super Bowl uh, uh, drawings and posters and hats and T-shirts and stuff. So they're saying the last four years or whatever – They've picked the teams to be in the Super Bowl, and the team that has the least amount of color wins. So this year, uh, it looks like it's purple and uh, rust red, so that means it's the Ravens and the 49ers in the Super Bowl, and the 49ers are going to win because they're the least amount. And they have a special secret Danny Davis NFL umpire, referee, uh, who will make sure – the games go the way they're supposed to. Do you believe any of this? 100%. I don't believe. I don't believe any of it unless my team loses. <laughs> yeah, that's about that's, right. That's, I won't believe in. I, I don't believe any of it unless the Chiefs don't come out on top of this, and then ask me after they lose this next game against the Ravens, and then I'll believe all of it. E, you were quick. You was like one hundred percent. Uh, I just love it. I love the memes about NFL script writers. And if you ever look at NFL memes, IG, I mean, they're very creative. So, like, the memes with the script writers entertains me. I think us being just wrestlers, like, we get it. We know everything's a work. Do I think it's completely predetermined? No. Do I feel it could be manipulated in the way they want it to? Absolutely. Yeah. <sighs> Aaron, I know you're a huge sports fan, so I'm just... And you say that with the most amount of sarcasm you could cram into that sentence. Uh, The most amount of sarcasm that I could cram into my cosmopolitan with a twist of fuck you, yes. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? It's on. It's it's on. Hey, Trevor, are you and Mike looking for a manager? Because I will get my manager's license anytime you fight blunt force trauma. Hopefully soon. And I have a glove. I have a glove too, Uh, although mine's tape. I just tape my knuckles and punch you in the mouth. Well, I now have a cast. My my hands broke, so I have a cast. Oh, you have a Um, cast. Oh, okay, Bob Orton. Yeah, but 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 the cast is uh, it's a kung fu grip cast, so I can put things in it as well as punch people. It's actually really cool. But um, no, like look, and, and again, I really don't know that much about sports, but what I do know uh is that sports are a business. Right. We can all agree that, look, we're not exactly, you know, solving world hunger with the Super Bowl as big of an event as it is. But what we are doing is generating billions of dollars in not only the gate for the actual event, 
but in advertisers, I mean, there, there's so much that goes into it. Now, past that, look, at that level, and, and this goes not just in football, but I mean, even boxing or whatever, look, we can all agree that at some point in the history of the sport, a boxer's thrown a fight. Um, who is to say that at that level, you know, because uh, that's how wrestling became fake. At some point, somebody said, hey, there's more money if we know what's going to happen we can kind of dictate the trajectory of this to maximize profit. I'm not saying it happens, but look, we've all seen really good basketball players, football players, whatever, throw one, as they say, right? When, when you have to make a field goal and you can't do it. Look, if you're paying me a million dollars to kick something between a goalpost, right? Or a football, right? Between a goalpost or, and look, hitting a baseball is different, but in my opinion, like, yeah, there is a degree of there, – there's a gray area we can play with, and that's just me. But, again, my opinion doesn't count because I don't watch nor care about sports. You know, um, as a wrestler, I'll, I'll be pissed if everybody else was at work and we're the only ones who had to tell the truth. <laughs> I would be absolutely pissed. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. You're going to sit there and just let us get, a, get all that – that heat thrown our way, all that fake shade thrown our way, and y'all doing the same time. I think I don't think you could get enough NFL players to play ball, but I do have to admit some of these calls in the final parts of games that influence games is just nuts. And uh, Patrick Mahomes has been on the side of a lot of like some PIs and some stuff. You're like, what the hell was that? You know, but he when you're the best in the league you get the benefit of the doubt sometimes. But if it was a cheat, if it was dirty, it has to be the officials that are doing it. Because... I don't know. Like, and Buffalo then, kicking a wide right field goal. Yeah, that's uh, ironic. You, that's ironic. You know, did you guys see the wind? But here's the thing. The uh, some some brother, he was, he was on uh, ESPN, and I think he was on, like, uh, NBC or something, but he said that... Um, the football fans are racist and that they um cheer for they rather cheer for Josh Allen and then uh then Mahomes or or Jackson and I started laughing my ass off when he said that I said I can't believe he said that with a straight face when it comes to sports they don't care what color you are all they give a damn is if you can score if if you tell if you said to them right now we will trade out Allen for Jackson for this playoff run, there would not be one Buffalo Bill fan that would be like, well, I'm not trading a white guy for a black guy. They'd be like, wait, he doesn't, he'd be like, he doesn't throw interceptions in the end of the game. Oh, he's our guy. We love this guy. He can date my sister because they all they care about is the results. They don't care when, and that's what, what kills me. Now, when you throw a pick, they're going to call you names. And most of the time, Barbaric people are going to say barbaric shit. But you think Josh Allen, you think they're giving him a pass because he's white? They are tired of him playing bad in playoff games. They would trade him right now from for anyone that could do better than him, and they would not give a damn what color he is. All they care about is, can he win us a chip? Yep. You know, that's all they care about. And uh, that's all fans care about. They, you know, that that whole – it's such a cop-out, right, when the guys say, well, it's because he's this, well, it's because he's that. And, again, it just goes to to show you what 
how fake people are. So it, would I be shocked um, that if players, maybe one or two gets involved, maybe you get to a wide receiver and be like, hey, in the fourth quarter, I need a drop. But that means then the quarterback's got to be in on it. So I just feel like, and you know, and the only way to keep, uh, only way two people can keep a secret is if one of them's dead. So, you know what I'm saying? Whereas, as wrestling just came out and said is, yeah, we beat the hell out of each other, but you know, our finishes are determined. But other than that, it's go for yours. I don't see the NFL or the NBA doing that. I think, I think officials do that. Boxing is gross. Judges are just absolutely when you got a network fighter yes. against a guy they're bringing in, and everyone their mom can see that the the other guy won. I think that's why I like uh, Sugar Shane, uh, not Sh- Shane Mosley Jr. so much. Uh, I went and saw and uh, went to the Ortiz fight. I'm a big fight fan, and uh, he was there and took pictures. I'm a fan. Uh, I think he's next. But what's funny was he was not. He was a throwaway basically. He had a one loss early in his career, and uh, he's a young kid, and he's up. He, he's there to enhance the guy. And he beat the hell out of him. And I was like, they're still not going to give. And this kid won nine of the ten rounds. And the the one round the guy won was iffy. You could have flipped a coin. But I was like, oh, split decision. I'm like, here we go. Like, they're going to rob this dude because he's not their guy. But luckily for him, he was so convincing that he was able to pull out a one point. I think it was like 115, 113, something like that. When it should have been like 118, 112. But they just don't. in boxing, it's it's disgusting. Could I see a referee having a relative betting on a game, and he's like, "Hey, we're uh, we got we covered the spread, and they're going to go kick a field goal," and all of a sudden a holding penalty comes on right before the kick? Do I think stuff like Ooh. that has happened? I would probably, mm. I'd hate, I hate to say it, but probably yes, I, I would go that far. But as far as getting Are guys there- to, because the social ramifications of blowing up it's not like wrestling where everyone was kind of here's the thing no one needed to come out and say that wrestling was a work that was just reporters going after vince mcmahon the fans were in on everyone was it was just a we're just enjoying the show man we're part of the show our grandfathers brought us here when we were kids. We're bringing our Can you just leave us alone and let us enjoy the damn show? I don't need a reality check from you. You don't like it? Great. Don't watch it. Also, don't talk to me about it because I don't care. So, and that's just, that's uh, basketball, same thing, like the calls and stuff. And, and, uh, but the, I think if, if you were going to cheat, if we were going to be, if we're going to do a work, then it's probably better to go through referees at a smaller pool. And chances are guys will play ball. I'm guessing. I know the NBA had a scandal and uh, was only one official. And I was like, right, right. Because the rest of his crew never pulled him aside and said, hey, man, you call a lot of fouls for that guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, hey. Yeah. So, so we know we don't. It's like there was some controversy the fight Saturday with UFC and the judging because brothers very – outspoken especially against canada and you know wokeism in a sense oh i love him strickland i absolutely love strickland Strickland. i'm glad you brought that up e because what blows my mind is this man's a gladiator he trains all ufc fighters boxers football players wrestlers you we live we train our life is dedicated to the sport we've chosen to be gladiators at the expense of our 
golden years, walking around with a dip in her hip and all that kind of stuff. And you want to ask him questions, political questions, in a fight. To me, that's the problem with there is no more journalism anymore. You talk about the fight. You ask him about his training. You, That's what the story's about, not like, hey, are you a friend to this community? You know, you know, and his answers were great because guess what? You don't have to like everybody in this country. You just don't get to fuck with them. You don't put hands on them. You don't try to, but you don't have to like anybody. I know because that's how I live my life. You don't, you don't got to harm them. You don't got to go out of your way to hurt them. But you don't, if you don't like somebody, you don't have to. Or if somebody's lifestyle doesn't agree with yours and you choose not to support it, that doesn't mean you're put, you're going to help bring it down. You just don't want to participate in this particular activity. And they go after him trying to get gotcha moments because they're used to that. And then the guy apologizes, but they picked the wrong guy in Strickland. He's not apologizing. I mean, no, like the week after, week after his fight, dude, he was up uh, showing a video of him installing an air conditioner. Like he went back to work after yeah. that fight. And then here's like, that's blue collar badass. And then they, Dana White gets on there and he's like, "Kiss my ass, this is America." I thought it was great. I thought it was a huge. That was, yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. That's a good boss think, right there. Do you think it cost him the fight though? Probably. Judging, uh, probably. I, I don't necessarily. I don't know it scored a fight, but what I've seen, it seemed very much like he was the victor. I thought I, I will have played. to say this about that fight. I watched it. His opponent Depew, Strickland's defense was on point, but Depew just kept advancing all five rounds. He won that strictly on the fact that he was the aggressor. He was busy. Yeah, fight. yeah, he was a whole lot busier than Strickland was. But Strickland's punches were, point. yeah. But his defenses thing, and he had the cleaner punches. But then again, when you hear, and that's the same thing. That's a great point, Trevor. That's the same thing in boxing when you hear the other guy's more aggressive. What does that actually mean? He's he's running into the ass whipping, and the other guy's counter punching him and feinting him and working his defense and getting his shots off. But the other guy. Whenever they started talking about not the punches he's landing or the takedowns, but how he's more aggressive, he's not winning that fight. He's just coming forward a lot. And the other guy has gotten comfortable countering him. But it sounds good if a judge is like, oh, I don't like him, so I'm going to go with the other guy. I think it's better for the sport if he's the – judges shouldn't have that power. It was a close fight, but I did – I I had a 3-2 uh, for Strickland. But, again – I wasn't – it's one of those decisions where you weren't, like, shocked. It was a close fight. Could have gone either way. Don't have an issue with it. Should be an automatic rematch for both guys. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know, you don't want to win by the skin of your teeth. And, and you know, you want to be undisputed champion, and there's a dispute there because I think uh, – well, if you, I think public – I think the public poll had Strickland winning, but – Again, and, and I think Dana said the same thing. I think Dana White said the same thing that he had Strickland up. But again, close fight, different decisions. I don't have a problem with when I, a fight that I think went one way and it's a difference of one or two points because it's not a bad decision. It's just a decision you didn't like. But it was a close fight, so you can't really get too pissed at that decision. But yeah, uh, but the right, the left woke media was trying everything they could to bear trap this guy. And he just 
would not be trapped by them. And then Dana White, which a lot of CEOs and CFOs would have buried their fighter. And he's like, freedom of speech, man. He can say whatever the hell he wants. This is America. I don't have my guys on leashes. What were you What were you talking about? And the guy's like, oh, I'll just move on. He's like, yeah, good idea. Because he wasn't there for any other reason than the gotcha trying to get. They're not there to interview. They're there to interrogate and try to get a line for their Twitter. They're, they're not. There's, reporting is dead. You go to a sporting event and you don't talk to him about how what's his training like. How's his life changed since he's become a champion? Perfect example. Is he, are you still installing air conditioners? That's the shit I want to know. That's right. why I'm voting like, for this guy. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to know what his fiscal exactly. responsibility is in next year's upcoming election. And, you know, what? He's a gladiator, a war. You don't have to be an ephthalmologist to whoop somebody's ass. Like, the, the fact that they ask these questions trying to get these guys to say the wrong thing. So they have the power and they get all the attention. And uh, I guess they get more. They get their own show if they do enough of it. But there's no journalism. Like, you're a sports guy. Who, the guy knew nothing about sports. So why were you even there? It's like the the head coach for the Bucks, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. She asked him, like, how are you going to play in the weather? He's like, it's a covered dome. <laughs> and he literally said to her, we're only going to be outside for about 10 or 15 minutes when we unload the bus. I think we're prepared for that. But this is how, like, and then I said, yeah, it doesn't matter what the stadium is. Every arena has always been covered in Detroit. You ever hear the Pontiac Silverdome? Do you know how many people on Twitter were like, oh, just so you know. Yeah, I I said that on TV. I said, Hulk Hogan beat Andre the Giant that night, and I cried. I was a child, and I liked Andre the Giant more than I liked Hogan. I said, but, you know, I'm sure whatever it's called now, because I don't go to Detroit games, but it's it's in the field. Everyone knows. It's always been, the, the stadium's always been a dome. People are like, just so you know, it's Ford Field now. Just so you know, it's Ford Field. N- no shit. I was making a point, yes, moron. Moron. Yeah. That he, even if you can't remember it, it's always been in a dome. So, again, people just say things. And you're supposed to be a reporter. And you're literally asking the guy about the NFC championship or playing for the conference to go to the NFC championship. How is he going to handle the cold weather in Detroit? And it's a dome stadium. That is I rest my case with reporters. Like they're they're just terrible. As or as Charles Barkley would say, terrible. They're just terrible. absolutely terrible. Well again, why are they journalists? Are they journalists because they went to school and like studied? I mean and I'm I'm sure to a degree, yes, they have a piece of paper that says they have an education, but there's not a passion for again finding out the questions Truth. that people know. It's where kind of just and I, I say we, I, I mean pretty much the... Uh, they want to feed the mob because you can make a lot yeah, of money feeding the mob. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's all it is. And, and, and they're, again, just kowtowing to the the way the current's going because it's that instant, like, what can I get on someone this week as opposed to what can I tell the public about this person? What can I... You know what I mean? And it's just, it's, uh, it's interesting. Like you said, I mean, uh, subscribing to a narrative as opposed to reporting the facts. Yeah, because the there's no money in the facts. It's feelings, you know, those are lies we tell ourselves to feel better about ourselves. But, you know, you, you go to do it. My point is, though, you go to and I get this sometimes. I'll do an interview, and they'll start asking me questions about, like, gender studies and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, what did you want to talk about tonight? And they're like, well, no, I just want to ask, you know, what you why do you care what I feel on this subject? Is this is – this, 
did I miss something? Why do I why do I need to talk about it? It's not in my life. It's not a part of my life. I'm not dealing with it at home. It's not something that I I talk about every day. You know, when I'm uh, when I have to talk when it's when it's asked of me on a TV show that I get paid to give my opinions on stuff and I'll I'll say what how I feel about it. But that's not how I'm not an advocate for it. I'm not against it. I have no issue with it. I have my own issues and that isn't one of them. So it just but they but that's what the mob wants to hear. You know, do you do you hate people that support Joe Biden? What kind of a question is that? <laughs> like what? Like of course I hate him. Like what? <laughs> You're absolutely right. Yeah, with a passion. I I go out of my way. I have I deleted my Ghost Finder app from my Left Finder app and if it starts beeping, I'm like, "Let's go, fellas. We're not eating here." Apparently this uh this waiter is a democrat and I'm not wanting that touching my food. So, I mean it's stupid. Absolutely stupid, but you can't be funny with them. Because when you're funny, they take everything literal. Literal. Yeah, they love to tell me. Yeah, they love to tell me, "Oh, hey, uh you know, Tyrus made a joke on TV. He wants to punch his kids in the mouth." And I'm like <laughs> You well, and, just your kids. Yeah, just, yeah, like, wow. You know, yeah, because I get away with it. Book, you should write a book. You're awesome. Yeah, I should. I, maybe I'll write a third one. It just, it just it blows my mind, the questions that they ask athletes today. They don't ask them about the game because they didn't watch it. <laughs> and they always try to get them on cultural just bullshit. Like, hey, Strickland, what do you think about the and Strickland? And the thing about Strickland is he doesn't mind telling you. You don't ask him what he wants because you're not going to like the answer. He's not going to give you a, a thank you. I'm just happy to be here and I want everyone to get along. He's like, no, nah, I don't like that. Bit. And now what? Well, you say that guy, you're a weak man. You're the cause of all the problems. Yeah, you're the problem. And you're the problem. And the guy didn't know what to do. Because he was like, oh, wow, this, he got about 12 gotcha moments from Strickland, but it didn't work because his boss backed him up. He doesn't have to. And that's not saying here's where they'll here's where they'll they'll try to tie it together with their little feelers. He wasn't supporting what he said. He was supporting his right to say it. Yep. There's yeah. a difference. It's not the same thing. I support Aaron's right to go through life not knowing about sports. That doesn't mean I like it. And it's his, a wonderful life, let me tell you. Uh, it, it sounds like it. It sounds like it. It's awesome. Yeah, wine and steak that you can eat slow. Yeah, I get it. I, uh, I know. Uh, <laughs> hey, really? Uh, yeah, just. <laughs> yeah. You even said I a beer. A, I don't think I've ever seen Aaron drink a beer. I'm trying to think. And you never will. No. You're I'm not, just can, not a beer guy. He's not a beer guy. Can we switch gears for a split second? I've yeah. got a bro code question for all you guys. Oh, God, yes. This needs to be addressed. Absolutely. Uh, all right, we I got about it. two minutes. Let's knock it out. All right, RTGZEC, Aaron. Mm-hmm. If I called you on your on your personal phone to talk to you, and every time I called you, I was in the bathtub, would you feel uncomfortable? Uh, yeah. I'd yeah. be suspicious unless you're doing like some weird ice bath workout treatment and you need no, no, no. You're making it weirder, Aaron. Every Just time this man calls me, he calls me, there'll be water dripping in the back. And I'm thinking, oh, maybe he's washing his hands. <laughs> no, but he ain't doing any splashing. manual labor. No. Yeah. It'll be splashing, and I'll have to actually goad it out of him. Are you in the tub, dude? And he's like, well, uh, well you know, I'm uh, – uh, look, you're in the – 
kept calling me. I feel no, really uncomfortable. Yeah, it's just why? Up. Yeah, why? At least you know. At least he's not FaceTiming you. I guess that's good. <laughs> oh, wow. All right, now Trevor. Trevor, that would be really wild. Yeah, like, I feel like I this is intentional. You called me and I pick up. Ah, like, but why can't you just text a guy, take it a bath, hit you back? Yeah, because yeah, you, I'm in the shower. The it's all watery. How is you? Uh, this is why. This is why oh, white people need to have washcloths. So you can have something in your hand besides your damn phone calling people up. Nobody wants to share that moment with you, Aaron. You know, Montana. You know, yeah. Even that, they all left the room. And what did what did he do? He left the room. He's, nobody stayed. Even Alvira didn't stay. And she married him. They're like, you're in the bathtub. This is not a good time. I'm out. Aaron, are you in the tub right now? I am not. I am uh, not. And and when, again, like when hey, when one of my friends calls, I try to pick up if I can. And I, you know what? Well, it would be so I bad. I told you, it's okay to wait. After yeah, you, you can wait. It's not like yeah, I'm, Trevor's not I'm calling going. you because he needs you to drive down and pick him up. He's had one too many at the bar. <laughs> okay. Yeah. How far is it? Away. You live three states away. How quick can you be here? <laughs> <laughs> can you leave now? Hey, you know what? All right. Well, and then you're going to tell him, no, you just put the conditioner in your hair and you got to wait 20 to 30 minutes before you take it out. So, you know, and then, of course, you don't drive at night either. So you are literally the last guy to call to come get somebody in the middle of the night because you have so many pre-existing conditions that won't allow you to go. And I know a lot of it was just conning because you didn't want to do anything, but you would and, and it's not a slight at all. But if I was like, I'm at a bar, I need someone to pick me up, or I'm in jail, I need to get bailed out, you'd be the last one to call because you'd be like, well, how'd you get in there? What were you thinking? Like, uh, huh, I don't really drive at night, but, uh, you know, so. You know what? You have to know these things. Get in the car. Yeah. Just. <laughs> we have yeah. to know these things. I just feel, feel like I think you could wait the extra 15 minutes. Uh, taking a bath, I hit you back. That's what text is for. Yeah, that's. Okay, good. I'm, I'm glad I'm yeah, not the only Yeah, because, I mean, like, and okay, he's got to paint his nails. He's got his hair up in a little towel. No. He's probably, liner, you know, he's got liner. his little wine. He's got no. his wine glass. He's he's watching He's wine. watching Cats the movie. Like, he's getting ready for his evening. I've never seen the movie. <laughs> never seen it. No idea. I don't believe what... that at all. No, I uh, I took my daughters to see Cats, man, and they looked at me at one scene and said, "Ew, Daddy, shouldn't this be a cartoon?" I said, "Good enough, let's go." <laughs> we left because it was hey, just cool. it was not cute. Some of the people that were in those cat suits was not was not a it was not a good thing. Oh, and the movie was so successful. So. No, it was a bomb, and that was, and uh, Dude, it, it was an absolute bomb. Uh, a nine year old and twelve year old little girl said, "Ew." Uh, this is not the kind of cats I want to see. So, and why didn't they get an Emmy? Yeah, well, yeah, That's or an Academy Award. Know. Well, yeah, right. exactly. Because if it would have came out now, we would have had to give them something because, well, they tried. And they speaking tried. of tried, we tried to bring it this week. Uh, and the name of this episode is Cosmopolitan. And uh, <laughs> for more podcasts just like this, you can check us out at foxnewspodcast.com. Listen ad-free with Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app.
the Fox News Podcasts Network. Hey there, it's me, Kennedy. Make sure to check out my podcast, Kennedy Saves the World. It is five days a week, every week. Download and listen at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.